Where wilt thou lead me? Speak, I'll go no further. Mark me, Hamlet. I will. My hour is almost come, when I, to sulfurous and tormenting flames, must render up myself. Alas, poor ghost. Pity me not, but lend thy serious hearing to what I shall unfold. Speak, I am bound to hear. So art thou to revenge when thou shalt hear. What? I am thy father's spirit, doomed for a certain term to walk the night, and for the day confined to fast in fire. All right, boys, light him up. <laughs> Booyah! Egon, I want you to do me a favor. Would you do me a favor, buddy? What, Fankman? Please don't ever say booyah again. Who? Uh, we're the Ghostbusters, sir. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Episode 151, featuring Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, with Chris Page and the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Maybe she was one of those people who just burns herself for attention. I'm on fire again. You know, like those goddamn Tibetan monks. Oh, yeah. What the oh, hell? Oh, look at me. What a cry for help. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, pay attention. I'm on fire over here. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. You know what? Call me when you do something interesting. <laughs> wow, fire's not interesting, huh? Nah. It, fire's been around forever. Why on earth would it still be interesting? I suppose that's true. Now, Eventually the, the luster's going to wear mm -hmm. off. Now, you want to talk huh? to me about earth. Yeah. There's your interesting element. Dirt? Yeah. Dirt is not interesting. Dirt and rocks. Uh, caves. Nope. You like caves, don't you? I really don't. Really? I've never been in a cave, so I assume I don't. I've been in a couple of caves. They're not that great. Anything I've never seen, I assume I hate. <laughs> that you know what? That's a that's a pretty fair uh, that's a pretty fair assumption. Yeah, absolutely. I when I was in um, sixth grade, I think I was asked to go in a cave. Yes, and I did. I sealed myself in, and they found me with the Dead Sea Scrolls, and they originally dated me at like uh, thirty three BC. Mm -hmm. But it turned out that I was only born in 1974. It was very confusing. It's understandable. You know, those two are confused a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And they, for a while, they thought I was Jesus's wife. Mm -hmm. And for a while, they thought the Dead Sea Scrolls was a little comic that came with a He-Man action figure. <laughs> I thought it was the Bazooka Joe comics. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I... those are at least as old as the Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> My favorite one. Of those was, um, this is a real one. I had to keep it because it was so fantastic. Uh, and I don't remember. There was a kid with a with an eye patch because, you know. Isn't that Bazooka Joe? Could be. And then there was a kid with, I don't know, a, a leg cast. <sighs> and then a kid with, like, no nose. I mean, they all had horrible deformities, And then there was just right? Jimmy, the kid who had been savagely beaten. Right. The whole Bazooka Joe gang was, you know. Just uh, like like remainders, like leftovers, like they kept them around for parts. It's like it's like they escaped from a from a children's hospital, right? And and then they stand around making jokes, basically always turn profile at each yep. other. And the joke was, uh, you know, Bazooka Joe or whoever, um, 
I thought salmon spawned upstream. They do. Well, how come these are spawning downstream? Because they're dead. <laughs> and then the, there was the picture of all the, the fish with little X's in their eyes. <laughs> I actually really like that. Yeah, I did too. I'm surprised, really surprised that they me. would go with something that morbid. No, I was waiting for a terrible pun. Mm-hmm. Or just some kind of nonsense thing, but uh, nope, they're all dead. I like the idea of you waiting for the end of a Bazooka Joe comic. They're two panels long. Just yeah, any second now, no, that, no. that uh, punchline's going to show up. This was three. This was uh, oh, two wow. on the top and one on the bottom. Wow, you really lucked out. Yeah, and because my eyes, you know, can only focus on two or three square centimeters at a time, mm-hmm. I could only, my narrow field of vision could only see the top panel before I looked at the bottom. Right. Now that makes sense. Yeah. No, I love the idea of these uh, horrible crippled children, these horrible just remaindered kids mm-hmm. with missing limbs and, you know, various organs gone and so forth, making horrible bleak jokes. It's like Russian bazooka joke. Yeah. So, uh, we all die cold and alone, huh? Yep, we sure do. And then there's one That's of those the uh, terrible, pa- like, uh, reaction shot panels. That right, all with exclamation points have. coming out of his head. Yeah, exactly. Where one person's looking smug and the other one's smacking his face and, like, has a little line coming out of the top of his head. Right. Except the line coming out of the top of his head is, I don't know, some kind of, uh, like, a piece of Sputnik that fell out. Yeah, exactly. And wedged and itself in, in there. The head. What are the odds of Sputnik hitting me in the head, Bazooka Joe? 17 million to one. Nah, 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 nah. Maybe each one of them ends with an image of a tombstone. <laughs> Predicting the death of whatever kid made the joke. There's just... A... Oh my god, okay. It's it's a completely normal comic strip, but the last panel, in addition to having the shitty reaction shot or punchline or whatever, also has uh-huh. a little thing saying how that character dies. <laughs> oh no, see, I'm thinking more visually like... um. You see one of the kid's skull or, you know, something, something that obviously cartoonishly implies death. <laughs> see, I like the idea of just like it, a shot of this kid reacting and just says killed in Vietnam. <laughs> no, come on. Bazooka Joe ran to Canada. That's true. I mean, they also, wouldn't have let him in the military anyway. He only had one eye. But on the other hand, he is Bazooka Joe. That's true. They can always use a good bazooka guy in the army. Do they still use bazookas in the army? I can only assume the drones have bazookas. Did they ever use bazookas, or was that just a thing that army guys had? Not actual military people, but, like, little green army guys. Oh, no, no. They were a real thing in, like, uh, World War One or World War Two. one of those war wars. Right, but, I mean, we've moved beyond the need for an actual bazooka at this point, right? I don't know. I assume those little drone robots have them. Hmm. Or maybe they just have little Bazooka Joe comics taped to them. <laughs> Here, take this, terrorism. They're going to out-bleak, <laughs> like... Uh, you know, people in Afghanistan. Where, what exactly am I supposed to do with this? Oh, God, the fish are dead. That's horrible. Oh, I get it. It's not funny, <laughs> but I get it. Oh, and then it would have, like, your lucky number is six. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that information, Bazooka Joe? Hey, your lucky number six. Great. Right. <laughs> I'd like to buy a lottery ticket, please. Yeah, what number do you like to play? Six. Uh, do you got any more? No. no. I'm sorry, that's my only lucky number. Oh, hang on, let me buy some more gum and see what I get. <laughs> I like, you know how some people live their lives by horoscopes? Mm-hmm. I feel like some people should live their lives by Bazooka Joe comics. Yep. By the horrible punchlines, by the numbers, 
And I think there was like a little fortune too. Oh yeah. You got a lot for your money, which Which is good because the gum was completely inedible. Well gum is generally not good unless you unless you get your high shelf your top shelf gum. Mm-hmm. From your, uh, your uh, like your, your bubble yum. Yes. Your, your, your fruit by the foot. Yeah, your big league chew. Mm-hmm. Your big red. Mm-hmm. No, big red and like uh, juicy fruit and those those, those never last. Really? Yeah. Uh, double mint. That's another mm-hmm. one that doesn't. You know. <laughs> Con. Min. Mm, double mint. I remember I had a buddy uh, back in my old neighborhood who bought like you could get like a thing of trading cards with bubble gum in them, but not just like mm-hmm. a packet, but like an actual like box or whatever. Right. Like that was one of the, it was a big thing back in the nineties when card collecting was huge. No, I know. And I'm, I'm, in the late eighties, we had garbage pail kids. Yeah, yeah. Which were terrible. I also <sighs> recently discovered this is true. You may already know this. Do you know who created Garbage Pail Kids? Who created Garbage Pail Kids? Art Spiegelman, the author of Mouse. What? R- yes. R- really? Yes. Wow. I- the, the serious Nazi analogy uh, comic Mouse, <laughs> that guy created Garbage Pail I- Kids. Yeah, that is hard to reconcile. I- you know what? I kind of buy it. No, he he loved him. Like he doesn't he doesn't say, "Oh, it was a terrible job," and then I did serious stuff. He's like, "No, it was fun." Yeah, I did parody stuff, and then I did my serious thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you I know. can do two things. I'm art fucking yeah. spiel. I can yeah. do two he things. He doesn't know how to say his own name, but he's very defensive. Well, yes. Probably yeah, it's we, hard we, to talk through that mouth, those mouse lips. Right, mouse lips. <laughs> I I did, I wasn't quick enough. Mouse yeah. lips is my something cover band, but I don't know what. Mouse, lips is, my, tell me mouse what... lips is my modest mouse cover band. No, it was a little too on the nose, I think. Well, you think well, of a better one then. It's a, it's a little too on the mouse nose. Yeah. Hey, at least I'm trying. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yes, we had trading cards. Okay, so anyway, so my, my my friend bought a box of these things, and he brought them over, and we started opening the packages, and they each came with a stick of awful, awful bubble gum. Sure. No, it's it's like crispy. It's like you you bite into it and it's like it's just awful. It wasn't even that you could we like we we tried eating it and when that didn't work we threw it at the pavement to watch it shatter. <laughs> like seriously, like, it broke it broke like tile. Right. Um. So then you built a bathroom out of it. right? Yes, of course. My gum bathroom. Right. With a kit with a candy cane toilet. Of course. And the chocolate. And then you, you lured little German kids in. Yes. And you poked their eyes out and sent them on their way to make comic strips. <laughs> it's a circle of life, man. And that's how I paid for. And that's how I paid for trading cards back in the early nineties. Most kids mowed lawns, not for me. I was industrious. <laughs> I feel like we've learned a little something today. I think so too. Now it's time to play some bits. We will be right back. <laughs> Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature, which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. In the 14th century, the great African Mali Empire was at its peak. Its ruler, Musa I, the Mansa, or Emperor, went on a pilgrimage to Mecca, 
which made his name throughout the medieval world. Bringing with him hundreds of servants and camels laden down with gold, he stopped off in the Egyptian capital of Cairo. Unfortunately, his generosity with gold reduced its value for the next decade. Mansa Musa, welcome to my country. My friend, how does this day find you? I'm okay apart from sharing my house with some of your servants and camels. All that spitting from them. The camels are okay, though. Not bad conversationalists. What do you talk to camels about? Uh, no, no, they talk to me. How do they have a conversation if only they are speaking? Point taken. My assistant, Mahmoud, will of course compensate you for your hardship. Oh, not more gold. I'd rather have sand. No, Walk God. with me, Mahmoud. No of course I've walked across Africa. Why stop now? Give that man double the amount of gold. Uh, but my lord, we don't actually have any gold left. Don't worry, my friend. We'll borrow more. Is that a good idea? <laughs> Why not? Someday all economies will be run this way. Some bad news. Oh? It's your wife. I seen her get hit by a car. She is dead. Oh my god. I know. She was far too young. What? No, not that. I can't believe you said that. You seen her? Haven't you ever learned English? He's taken you inside the Vietnam War platoon. He's explored the seamy underbelly of this country's greatest unsolved murder, JFK. And now, acclaimed director Oliver Stone brings you his most epic historical drama to date. Welcome to President Bush, Mrs. Bush, and my fellow astronauts. Quail. What a shame it is to lose one's mind, or not to have a mind at all. And Murphy Brown is the devil. Learn the true story of J. Danforth Quayle, the former Indiana senator who was one chicken bone away from the most powerful office in the world. David Spade is Quayle. I stand by all my mistakes. It's the new Heisenberg Blue Crystal Factory. Make your own crystal meth just like TV's Walter White. Just add your cold tablets, battery acid, red phosphorus, anhydrous ammonia, and eight other ingredients in the exact specified quantities and turn the crank. This is fun. I think there's a fly in here. It's a methamphetamine jubilee with the Heisenberg Blue Crystal Factory. Check your pH levels, do it carefully. And you'll be rewarded with the highest purity. Let's make some more, yo! Heisenberg's Blue Crystal Factory comes with everything seen here. May be illegal in all 50 states. We cannot be held liable for accidental explosions. I say, Marjorie. Hmm? Didn't we used to have a son? A what? You know, little blighter. Used to wake us up at five in the morning. That was your alarm clock! Oh. I liked having a son. One's for Coach Gorman. I guess I was a little nervous when I enlisted in the Navy, but sea duty really changed all that. When I got to cross the equator for the first time, I joined a proud lineage of sailors stretching back to the 1700s and I learned what it really means to serve one's country. 
When they lined up all us first-timers and made us eat the cherry out of the fat guy's navel, well, I just knew that I was making Coach proud. And when we all stripped down to our skivvies and formed a big human chain, our tight young bodies fresh out of basic training, touching what... Why I personally only drink and wash and water that I have personally had passed through my system. Uh, thanks for calling, Marshall. You're listening to Mysteries of the Unexplained with me, Aaron Fawcett. We're coming up on 5 a.m., folks, so that's it for me. Coming up, we've got... Cooter and the Bear to take you through to 10 o'clock, by which point I hope to be cutting the eyes out of all the magazines at Safeway. So until tomorrow, this is Aaron Fawcett reminding you not to trust anyone, especially this radio station. Here's Mumford and Sons. Morning, faggot. Oh, wonderful. Morning, Cooter. Morning, the Bear. I can see that driving under the influence has once again managed to not kill anyone truly deserving. Martians landed yet? First of all, they aren't from Mars. They're from an unseen dimension orbiting the inside of Mars. Secondly, it would be impossible for them to land anywhere. They have a completely different type of physics to us. And thirdly, no, not yet. I thought we told you to wrap it up before we come in every morning. We don't like you hanging around here. You creep out our lean. Yes, it would be extremely difficult to know how to interact with a person whose first instinct upon meeting a woman isn't to motorboat her. That's not true. Yeah, sometimes we spray our tits with a hose. You are, of course, aware of all of the nanobots in that hose slowly picking her skeleton apart from the inside out. And you're aware that you sound completely insane. I won't be the first American hero martyred to a great cause. Here's a great cause. <laughs> Thought I disconnected that thing. We're the third most popular early morning drive duo in the city. You think we only have one fart machine? I try not to think of you at all if I can help it. And that fart machine is just another way that the government tracks you, getting information on your methane output. You want to get the hell out of here, Fawcett? We don't want you pawing at the strippers when they come in. Oh, strippers on a radio show. What an excellent use of an auditory medium. Trust me, these strippers are an auditory large. What? Yeah, dude. Seriously? What? I just meant that... I was terrible. Hey, watch it, man. No, he's right. That didn't even make sense. I just thought that... Listen, Bear, why don't you take a walk? But... Go on. You can try again tomorrow. I... Go. All right. Just terrible. Even I can't call that humor. You know we hired him as a temp? Well, most of those temp agencies are fronts for Soviet spies anyway. Oh, sure, I heard that somewhere. Hey, you want to stick around? Strippers are showing up in a few minutes. Well, I, uh, uh, can I spray their tits with the hose? I don't see why not. Wake up, Indianapolis or wherever. This is Cooter. And Aaron Fawcett. Stick around, because we're with you till 10 a.m. Then we've got... Glenn Irons. Ugh, this guy. Not a fan. Well, let me put it this way, Cooter. Welcome back to the Noontime Artist Spotlight. I'm your host, Glenn Irons, and my guest this noon is... Liam Amethyst? Liam, is that right? Yes, I had a bland, homogenized American name once, but I rejected it while I was exploring my Celtic heritage and embraced a name much more suited to my true inner self. Uh, you are aware that while certainly Gaelic in origin, Liam is traditionally a male name. I said Celtic, not Gaelic. 
Don't be ignorant. All right then, Liam. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I spent two years in college majoring in women's studies, but I found it patriarchal and stifling. Plus, my parents threatened to cut me off if I didn't pick a real major. So I decided to travel the world. I wanted to go to one of those places that aren't America, where the elite white males hadn't had a chance to ruin everything yet, to try and find my inner self. I see. So、uh, where did you go? I spent some time in Kenya, but that wasn't the kind of atmosphere I was looking for. I didn't feel connected, no matter how many condoms I put onto bananas. Oh, to spread AIDS prevention awareness—that's a very great cause over there. Oh, is that why we were doing that? Anyways, eventually I found myself in Erie, which is exactly where Mother Guy intended for me to be. And how did that work out for you? Oh, it was amazing. I roamed the Irish countryside, exploring the hills and dales, especially the dales, collecting folk songs and old metal boxes that used to have tea in them. They call them tea tins, isn't that quaint? I really just wanted to get back to my roots, to a simpler, idyllic time, before we were bombarded with TV, iPods, cell phones, and of course, the internet. And that's what brought you back here with this new song. That's right. I wanted this new project to reach an audience that will truly appreciate it, which is why I'm putting it on the internet. We're hoping to reach anyone from the lonely llama farmer in Peru to the poor exploited worker in China. I think you did a piece on that recently. Oh yes, sir. This American tragedy segment for poor little Ji Chen. There would be no second bowl of rice. We won several awards for that. I'd like to play for you now a Gaelic song that's evolved through the organic process of the oral tradition. Passed down from mother to daughter for generations, it has never been written down, and this is the first time the song has ever been recorded. Oh, would you? This song is called "The Weeping of Sweet Lass Oldsmobile." Really, Oldsmobile? That's what it says. So, to be clear, this song has never been recorded before. Nobody's ever written down the lyrics. It's just been handed down for generations. Aren't you worried something might get lost in the translation, like some kind of long-form game of telephone? This isn't a game, and the sisters who came before me didn't know what a telephone is. I have faith in them, and I'm sure these lyrics are the same ones performed amidst the flocks of sheep in Irish fishing villages all those centuries ago. Well, I was walking o'er the hill. I heard a wail, 'twas mighty shrill. A weeping made by the twin pines small. Heard her sob, I saw her blush. A fiddler crab and orc was she, and mourn and mourn by the briny sea. Her love was bred, and she was grieved. She wept beneath the pillow, Steve. Fiddle dee diddle dee diddle. On married and leech kite, the sprockets were as black as blood. Her life was carried as his bones, and all she has are cornflake stones. Raisin tasted upon his thighs, despite her bleeding in her pies. She churned and spackled and mourned some more. Her boat had sunk where once it soared. So interesting to hear traditional music,、uh, but I notice you mumbled a word at the beginning. Well, a few words have been lost to time, but we're pretty sure this is close. That's、uh, quite the flute solo at the end there. <sighs> I know. That's our flautist, Siobhan. She is such a prima donna. We had to talk her down from her original demand of six minutes, but she really is the best in the business. And I've worked hard to have an all-female band, you know, for the sisterhood. 
Uh, speaking of which, we've been very fortunate in having female vocalists on lately. Last noon, we spoke with Tams and Goat's Body. That atonal quim is ruining the folk genre. On down to rent a Shatner. We're the only Shatner rental service that's almost a palindrome. I suppose it would be in a bed and surrounded by family. I'm afraid not. The Blarney Stone is actually located in Ireland. Ireland is the answer we were looking for. Oh, no. Mel, what are you doing here? You were expecting someone else? Well, I, uh... Wait, why are you home from work? Oh, Colin. You're having an affair with her again, aren't you? That tart will be hiding in the bloody cupboard. The Snow Queen and Narnia isn't a tart. And we are back. And our guest this time is uh, Mr. Chris Page. We haven't had him on for a while. So, Hi, Chris. Uh, good to have you back. Hello, it's good to be back. You, you live, like, right over there, but for some reason, you know. <laughs> Al can't be bothered to go find you. Nope. Well, I'm also we, being hermity and, you know, staying in my apartment, peeing in jars and wearing Kleenex boxes on my feet. Excellent. Oh, well... <laughs> At least you're not wearing the pee jars on your feet. Yeah, I was about to say, make sure not to pee in the boxes because they will, you know, that, that shit wears right through. It yeah. does not take very long at all. Aw, oh, someone's sogged up my boxes. Man, it, it took me like five boxes to learn that. Yeah. Also, how do you close the, the... I've had this problem. Maybe you can help me. I, how do you close the jars when you let your fingernails grow so long that they curl in on themselves? Well, it's, it's just you kind of flatten your palm on top of the jar and turn it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. I see, and it they, doesn't like your your fingernails don't like catch on the glass and snap or anything like that because well they make a nail safe jar for the uh, the insane hermit man on the go. It's true. Well, I I it's been a long time since I've stayed up very late and uh, and watched hermit infomercials. Mm -hmm. No, it's great. You get a you get a woman with a with a long beard and extremely long nails trying to close a jar, and then she drops it and goes, "Can't there be a better way?" <laughs> Being a hermit is painful. Ouch! <laughs> so Chris is here to uh, to help us answer some questions. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a little bit of mail. We're actually going to try something a little different this time. Um, we didn't get that much mail, and I'm getting kind of tired of begging people for it. And that's not a passive-aggressive, you-need-to-write-us-more thing. That's just, uh, eh, write us if you want to. We'll always answer your mail. Or but, don't. Uh, Whatever. It's, it's never really about the mail. It's just about making goofy jokes, so... Eh. Right basically, basically, we're doing this to prove that we don't need you. Yes, that is exactly what I meant. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, you really shouldn't give them that opening, though, that you'll answer anything they send. Well, I think we've been through this once with Flonk, and I think... Yeah, he showed us. The fact that we've had a, you know, a, a running segment on the show for four years now, coming up on four years now. <laughs> so if you want your own running segment on the show, write us a letter. Yeah. Or 200 letters. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, Chris, you did miss um, when, when you were at Emerald City because you were back uh, watching our table, mm -hmm. which we definitely appreciate. Yeah. Uh, during our live show, there was a, a, a voicemail from Scott Zioko <laughs> that went on just a little too long. Huh. And I noticed as it entered its, I don't know, third hour, <laughs> people were starting to check their phones. Look around, see, uh, maybe time for a bathroom break. Including Scott, which was delightful. Yeah, I... As I, he I, sunk I, lower and lower into his <laughs> chair. And so I called him out on it, and he hasn't written to a since. <laughs> right in, Scott. Scott we, oh. Scott, we miss you. Come back. Although that said, we do have one from him now. I think he finally broke radio silence. Oh, good. So that letter goes thusly. Uh, my dear sarcastic voyage host and guest. Hey, that's I, us. 
just recently saw my new favorite band, Pearl and the Beard, perform live in a really small concert venue. What has been your favorite small concert venue experience? If you can't think of any, what has been your favorite concert experience in general? Mine is still the first time I saw the Reverend Horton Heat with low straight jackets opening for them, although I think a close second was the time I got hit in the head with a beer bong at Celery Ultra Fink. That's Looking a pretty good one. to hearing your response. Thanks. What's up? That's a pretty good one. Is it? Getting hit in the head with a beer bong? Yeah. I what now? Could one of you, Chris? You're a world class drinker, right? Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, apart from that year that you you know you quit, yeah. Twitter. <laughs> um, no, can you? Do you understand the uh, the whole beer bong thing? Because as far as I can tell, it just means longer that you have to wait to drink beer, and it goes through some kind of a filthy hose or something. Yeah, that one. You you would have to actually uh, call Pat McDonald on that one. He w- he would know more, being the Washington State no, University we're Irishman. Not doing that. Oh, I see. Matt, you're not you're not at all acquainted with this bizarre ritual, are Isn't you? Isn't that like just... it's a big long tube that you almost that you sort of shove almost down your throat just so the beer will bypl- bypass your mouth and go straight into your stomach? Yeah, but we have cup technology. Well, the 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 theory is that you'll get drunk faster. Although I don't really understand. If you chug down some high alcohol beer, you'll get drunk pretty fast. Yeah, as like I, as I understand, as it. a person who drinks beer pretty quickly, that it does the trick pretty well. I've never felt the need to, you know, put a hose down my mouth or pour anything up my ass or anything like that. Yeah. I, no, I want to know how that would even work. Do you stand on your head and I, put a funnel in there? I or? have no idea. I've just heard this is a, uh, a way of getting drunk way faster. Apparently, there are uh, there's a thing with high school students for a while. They'd put vodka on tampons and cram them up their ass. That's wow. the one, yeah. And thank you. And would get drunk but because you don't have the vomit reflex, although I have it now, thinking about it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, apparently like they would get alcohol poisoning because they would use too much vodka or something. Yeah, and they think they're being clever because they can't smell it on their mm-hmm. breath. But you know, just go around smelling their asses, and you got to you got to cover it. Really. <laughs> Have you been drinking? Get over here, bend over. <laughs> uh, so I guess Scott saw Pearl and the Beard, which I think must be a ripoff of our own Cooter and the Bear. I was just thinking that. Yes. Uh, the 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 weirdest small venue that I ever had. I saw they might be giants at a place. This is literally true. And I'll post a link to this. It it was a place so hard to find that they wrote a song about how hard (laughs) the venue was to find. That's impressive. Yeah. It was uh, something, something at the secret rock show. Like (laughs) they tried to give directions and they got confused. (laughs) Turn left. No, you've gone too far. Oh, excuse me. Turn left. Now you've (laughs) gone too far. That's not bad. That's a that's maybe the third or fourth worst they might be giants impression. I've third or fourth. <laughs> I'll what, take what it. What about you guys? Have you um have you seen any like big? I, I love like big acts playing shitty like you know. I saw Faith No More in a shopping mall. They were not happy about that at all. <laughs> I have never been a big concert guy. Ah, like I've only been to a couple. Uh, huh. I mean, in terms of like um, small venues, there's like I mean, like last I actually went and saw Amanda Palmer last night at a. Small, oh, nice. like, used to be a movie theater venue in... Yeah, but, I mean, she's huge with our crowd with, like, internet yeah. movies, but is she really, like, a big name, like, in, in music circles? Like... Yeah, but, like, not... I mean, in terms of small shows, that's that's the best that I can say is probably her. Like, mm-hmm. really, in terms of big bands, I haven't seen any play, like, small venues, really. Now, I... did she pay her, her musicians? Because I heard that was a thing. I don't know if she did. I'm going to guess not. She paid them in exposure, I'm supposing, which yeah. with her could mean any number of things, I suppose. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's like when I no, worked I... for experience back in high school. <laughs> right. 
No, I'd been I'd been reading some articles about about her like raising billions of dollars on Kickstarter and then not paying the musicians she's playing with, and that that's not cool. That's not cool. Yeah. No. Plus, she's was, married to Neil Gaiman. He has more money than God. How much money does God have, though? I'm pretty sure he's um, eighteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, that's not very much money at all. Nope. Well, but it's and the exchange. Yeah, okay. the exchange rates, though. I mean, you know. It, well, that's what I'm saying. The exchange rate with heaven is shit right now. Oh, to heaven, fun bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after the um. No, I got nothing. I was <laughs> trying to go with subprime clouds. I, I don't know. None of the elements just well, came together. On the plus side, though, the exchange rate with hell is quite robust. That's well, true. Yes. <laughs> One bucket of ice water is still equal ten thousand dollars. Well, the problem great. is that everything in hell is paid for with good intentions. Yeah. They got that shit everywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. <sighs> All right, next question. Oh, uh, and uh, I went and saw Darkest of the Hillside Thickets at uh, at uh, the University of British Columbia. <laughs> in your basement. Yes. Uh, next one comes from John Wiggins. Given that X equals Star Trek and Y equals comic books, do you think that the sequel to the Avengers will be any good? Yes. I hope so. Because Z equals Joss Whedon. See, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm, do you guys remember the quadratic formula? It's X equals 2A squared over 4A... Yeah. I was an English major in school, so no. I don't know math. My, I don't know if you... my assumption is whether it's good or not, it'll still make money if just from Pat Loika. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I'm still working on this math thing. So if you cancel out the alien portals, if you divide by lens flare and the mm -hmm. square root of Loki, yeah, and then you put Spock over zero, <laughs> whatever's left will crash your computer. <laughs> also, I'm currently writing a Trek novel called Spock over zero. <laughs> All right. Um, now we have uh, this new experiment that we're doing. We're going we're gonna to answer the Internet's problems. All right. Oh, good. We, we've gone to Yahoo Answers. Well, I know the Internet has serious problems. <laughs> yeah, and we, we've handpicked some, some interesting issues that people have. And, mm. uh, I, I, this is an experiment. We may not do this every time, but uh, in the absence of, of mail, I thought this might be an interesting. And if we come up with good answers, we could always go back and answer these people. Indeed yeah. we can. Because they have problems. So many problems. Here's the first one. <laughs> Problem the first, using Yahoo Answers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was Hotbot down? <laughs> Ask Jeeves. You know who's good for that? Ask Jeeves. <laughs> What's that guy been up to? I couldn't remember my Alta Vista password. <laughs> I want to be insulted by a butler. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine what that's like. Well, sir... <laughs> Okay, this one says, um, how do I say I'm sorry to someone from Nigeria? I'm not sure which language or which part of Nigeria they're from, but I want to say sorry to them in their language because I really mean it. <laughs> My assumption I, here is that someone got a, hey, I'm a Nigerian prince. I would like you to give me some money so I can give you more money. And the person read the thing, didn't have the money, but felt really bad about it. <laughs> See, my, I only had one note for myself here, which is don't make the Nigerian scam joke. But uh, Well, obviously. you're in luck, because I'm here. I have to wonder how great the offense was that they feel they need to apologize in Nigerian. I mean, that yeah. that has to, like, what what could you possibly do to somebody to make you be like, well, I want to say I'm sorry, but in their language. Mm -hmm. But if you've been communicating into this, with them to this point, they obviously speak English, but you feel like that's not enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> no, I owe them an apology in their native tongue. <laughs> Only I, only Nigerian can capture can capture the depths of my guilt. Now, I, I, this is probably a little racist. Is that one of those African languages that has the clicks in it? Oh man! Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I hope so. 
I just it, assume that whole continent has one language, just like South America, just like North America. You know, that's not mm-hmm. racist as continent, continentist. Australia. I, I would like to see it just so that the person responding to the asker can type out click, click, click. Right. Click. Snapping noise at the back of the throat. Click. Well, that right, would just exactly. actually be the asterisk if we know anything from Dragon Con. That's, that's true. That's a good point. I, I don't even know anything about Nigeria seriously, though. Like, what, do you know what their major exports are? Um, Spam. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, see, that doesn't really... You, you don't really apologize to someone who sends you spam. That doesn't, well, that see, doesn't but really... I'm, I don't mean, like, the email. I mean, like, the meat. The canned meat. Oh, no, no, no. That comes from Minnesota. But see, they get it from Nigeria. Was, oh, like they import one of the major, like, lips and assholes mm-hmm. or something from Nigeria? Yeah. I see. No, I was... Uh, when I was driving across the country to, to move out here, I went through Minnesota, and I passed the Hormel Spam Factory. And it was like Sunday evening, and it was closed. I totally would have stopped for that. <laughs> would have been that, that must have smelt delightful. Yeah, <laughs> well, I had the windows up, but uh, it, it still would have been less disappointing than the Corn Palace. I don't think anything could be less disappointing than the Corn Palace. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Or as um, the Indians call it, the Maze Palace. No, they don't actually. Really? No, the Indians just say "fuck that place." <laughs> you know, the Corn people they should apologize to you in Nigerian for that. <laughs> they should, but they never will. Also, they don't call themselves the corn people. Don't be racist. <laughs> Maybe they're the ones who wrote the question to Yahoo Answers. They want to know how to apologize for their bad corn palace. See, I think I think an ear of corn says I'm sorry in any language. Yeah. It breaks down those international barriers. Not Spanish, oddly enough. No, yeah. but that's the only one. Yeah. Which is weird because corn came from you know this region. That they, that's uh, why because oh. they got corn for days down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got corn up the ass. They're trying to get corn faster. <laughs> All right, next question again from Yahoo Answers. Have you ever sighted a UFO in a Walmart parking lot? Cited as in like used it as a source? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Offered it a citation. Yeah. <laughs> citation. They needed. parked in like a handicapped spot. <laughs> I did once see Ogo Pogo at the Circle K, but I don't think I've ever seen it. It was perfect. Yes, it wasn't even that strange of a night at the Circle K. <laughs> well, regular night at the Circle K. Oh, hey, Ogo Pogo. <laughs> actually, I I have seen. Well, I've seen photos. I've not actually seen this in real life, but the uh, Amish parking sign at Walmart parking lot. Yeah. Oh, no, really? I've, I've actually seen... I come from, well, uh, Mennonite country, actually, yeah. not Amish, but same mm. difference. And I actually used to see them shopping in Walmart so, back when I was in Maryland, and they would park their buggies it's, there. It's like a like. UFO. That's exactly um, like a UFO. Exactly, yeah. They steal cows. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I... That... that uh, Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. I imagine steal they make cows and have space wars. <laughs> wow. And one but, time, and one time they shot a beam at the White House. But they don't believe in uh, they don't believe in space helmets, so that never goes very well. No, <laughs> they're just wearing these sort of wood frame things over their heads, and uh, doesn't really keep out the vacuum. Giant wicker there's, there's baskets. Nothing I enj- yes, <laughs> there's nothing I enjoy more than a good old fashioned Amish UFO rising. <laughs> well, you know, there's Amish on the moon, so there's that. Are there? Mm-hmm. Is that is that like the movie we all saw recently with the Nazis? Is the sequel going to be Amish on the movie? I think so, but I think they actually do carry a harpoon. Oh. 
That's for you, Ishkan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. He's not even listening, but somewhere he's just suddenly fallen to the ground, ah, clutching his head. Yeah. Twinge. Um, I, I didn't deliberately pick these sort of um, mysteries of the unexplained one. They just kind of came to me. But another one says, uh, like, I kind of picked these randomly. But this one says, do mermaids exist in real life? I was looking at YouTube videos and I saw some real looking pictures of dead mermaids on the beach. <laughs> I was just wondering if they're real or just a made up character. <laughs> are all mermaids just a made up character? <laughs> or are they lying, lying dead on the beach somewhere? <laughs> now, assuming they're half human, really, you're just going to leave corpses strewn about your beaches? Well, see, that's the thing. Like, mermaids are real, but they still can't breathe underwater because of their human uh. lungs, so they've all drowned. So they're fucked either way. Basically, you have to stay half submerged yeah. to keep the tail wet so you don't die, but you also have to keep your head above the water. Well, I mean, it kind of works for dolphins. I don't see what their problem is. Except they don't have blowholes. Oh, mermaids have blowholes. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> That's where they put the alcohol. <laughs> I, aren't mermaids just weather balloons that sailors have sex with? I... <laughs> well, I mean, they are sailors. Mm -hmm. yeah. So look, it gets lonely out at sea, yeah, right? You know. Yep. Yeah. What's the phrase? Any port in a storm? <laughs> yes, I'm sure they call them weather balloons. <laughs> or swamp gas. That's an entirely <laughs> different a... thing with sailors. You're painting a real picture here for uh, for uh, mermaid liaisons. <laughs> mermaid liaison is my pearl in the beard cover band. I'm pretty sure mermaid liaison was the original band slated to play at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. <laughs> no, no, it was the fish under the sea. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if it's not in our monster guide, it doesn't I, exist. That's true. I kind of wonder though, like, where did they see these real-looking pictures, and how real were the pictures looking? Yeah. Yeah, see, unfortunately, when our listeners write into us, they usually give us links for this stuff. They give us citations. Yeah. But, if only uh, you had cited it like someone citing a UFO at a Walmart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that needs to be a metaphor. That needs to enter the common parlance, like a UFO at a Walmart. <laughs> but also, they were looking at YouTube videos and they saw pictures. How does that work? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, it was probably one of those shitty music videos that everyone makes. Uh -huh. Like yeah, whenever lo you're looking for a song yeah, and instead yeah. you find 30 covers by some teenager. Yeah. yeah. Although I suppose now all videos could just be pictures at... moving, like pictures played quickly. You just blew yeah. my mind, man. <laughs> uh, another one from Yahoo Answers. Okay, this one's, this one's a little rough. I only understand what's going on because of the main uh, title, which is how to do my self-done tongue piercing. Uh, but what? here's how it's actually, uh, here's here's the actual text of it. Don't tell me not to, because I'm going to. Just help me. Where do I do it? How would I go about it in detail, please? It'd help a lot from someone with experience or someone who knows what they're talking about. Thanks. I hope this guy's dead. I really, I think, really hope this guy's dead. It would help if you know what you're talking about, but it's not required. <laughs> uh, hi. I'm a guy who is planning to pierce his own tongue, but I don't know how to do it. So I'm going to look for help on Yahoo Answers. <laughs> I plan to live a long, rich life. See, this is why I think this bit has potential. Because I just took, I, I don't know, I looked at like 20 questions and picked the top three or four. Like, mm -hmm. this, I didn't look very hard for this. There's, there's people out there who clearly need our help. <laughs> what I think is you should pierce your tongue with the inevitable tetanus shot you're going to need anyway. Yeah, that'll save some time. Mm -hmm. Two birds and one stone. Okay, so I, I know how to do this, actually. I, I, I figured yeah. this out. The real yeah, way? So you get a crocheting needle, 
Uh-huh. You take it and you, you hold it up against your eye socket and you press really hard. In your eye? Yeah. And it goes all the way through? Or? It doesn't really fucking matter at that point. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> it would serve this person better than piercing their tongue themselves. See, I think I, it's like the reverse of pulling a tooth. You know, like when you tie your tooth, like to to a string into a doorknob. You. So you're saying you should tie his? He should tie his tongue to a tooth. <laughs> yes. Like do like a cat's cradle thing in your mouth. Yeah. No, I'm thinking. Oh, like I a, assumed you meant someone else's tooth. Well, yes. <laughs> I no, I like an elastic band to one of those yeah. uh, German World War One helmets. <laughs> Then you pull it back and pierce yourself when it springs back into place, like uh, yeah. like tetherball. I just see my only thinking is that uh, when your tongue inevitably drops off, uh, you should replace it with a fish tail so that sailors will have sex with it. <laughs> Can't replace it with a gun, though. Yeah, you know, the best part of all this is the guy saying, "Where do I do it?" Yeah, I would hope the. I would suggest a place that you can clean up easily. I would think your tongue. Yeah, that's what Maybe I with a drain in the middle. Yeah, in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Where's my tongue, guys? I don't I don't <laughs> know how to start this. His problems just keep getting just worse. Help me. He needs an anatomy chart. Okay, where's the tongue? How do I do this, really? You know, I'm glad he came to us for help, because clearly he needs it. He didn't come to us for help, but we found him anyway. <laughs> oh, really? Well, maybe he should have. If he needs an anatomy lesson, he could be piercing the entirely wrong thing there, so he really does need help. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if he'd listened to us, maybe he'd still be alive. We don't know that it's a he either. Could be a she. Oh, that's no, true. Always nice to hear from a woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, so I have this other thing. I was talking to our pal Tidro about wanting different sources of questions, and she was kind enough to send us uh, one of those books of you know sitting around at a party asking each other questions. Like she, oh sure. Well, it's yeah. like the Would You Rather, but it's, there's also another, and they're mostly serious questions. But I think we can use these still as sort of points of departure. Um, and the book is called If Questions for the Game of Life. And I'll pull a question from this every now and then. All right. Uh, if you could have the home phone number of anyone in the world, whose would it be and what would you say to them? Oh, man. Oh. Mm. I think I'd give uh, Paul McCartney John Lennon's number. Because it's never too late to mend fences. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if I'm calling dead people, my second choice would be Gene Wilder. <laughs> Um. Only to record him saying something like, yes, I'm dead. <laughs> and they could say, good day, Ooh. sir. Yes. Who is this? <laughs> what, Gar? Listen, sir. It's very important. Stop telling me I'm dead. <laughs> Stop stealing my fizzy lifting drinks. <laughs> no. Stop making them so delicious. Now, if you excuse me, I have a ceiling to wash. <laughs> That's what we have Oompa Loompas for, Matt. You have Oompa Loompas? Well, no, I say we, like, you know, the upper classes that I'm pretending to be. Oh. Guys who are oh, yeah. top hats. Oh, oh, yeah, when you're angry, they're our Oompa Loompas. <laughs> I've been watching, um, I, I can't believe I'm admitting this on the show, I've been watching Downton Abbey. <laughs> which, okay, it's it sort of starts as a as an upper crusty kind of historical drama. Mm. And by the, you know, it's a British show, so it's only like six or seven episodes per series. And by the fourth or fifth episode, it turns into a total parody of itself. And it's this ridiculous melodrama. Everyone's either good or evil. There's no there's no gray area. It's fantastic. It's just, it's not exactly bad. It's just, I don't know. It's bizarre. Like, someone tried to murder someone with a bar of soap. <laughs> not Not as a blunt instrument. They actually set up a trap where they would slip on the bar of soap and die. Wow. 
That's the kind of show it's turned into. And I'm just thinking, I was thinking in terms of, you know, upper class people and, and, and servants and so forth. And I'm just imagining how much better that show would be if all the servants were Oompa Loompas. (laughs) (laughs) You got the upper crusty British gentry and then you got Oompa Loompas behind the scenes. (laughs) Oh fuck, that would be terrifying. Yep, sure would. Just little people running around, little orange people. Never seen someone with an orange face before. (laughs) Although to be fair, in the original book, they were black people. Yeah, there was a whole pygmy thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I really don't want to get started about the many, many, many problems that Roald Dahl had. Yeah. So He did not like children. At all. Uh, So phone numbers, guys. What do Mm. you think? I don't know. I don't like to call anyone. (laughs) Well, we are sort of out of the era of calling people. Yeah. 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 Well, let's say say email address. I mean, this book is a little old. Maybe... uh, Hmm. Email address, Skype name, Twitter handle, Dale. I mean, I can get a I can get a Twitter handle pretty easily. Yeah, but like a like a the ability to DM someone, mm. like a follow back. Hmm. Like a follow back. Yeah, that's a girl. tough one. I think I would go with Hitler, so I could say yeah. "fuck you." Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> hmm? That's, that's I would waste a... it on Hitler. <laughs> I just love the that wasn't very nice. <laughs> I would see. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do the fuck you. I'd ask him if he had Prince Albert in a can or something. And uh, for all we know, he probably did. Of course, I do. <laughs> I've got him right here. <laughs> Hang on, I will go get him for you, <laughs> Albert. There's a man from the future on the phone. <laughs> Uh, he wants to talk to you about something. <laughs> no, I don't know that. That's a great Hitler, man. That... I'm not your message service. Get over here. <laughs> While you're outside pouting over the car. Okay, ask him if he's, you know, a good check bathroom for a huge ass. Yeah. Uh, hello, I'm huge ass. This is a prank call. It's gone You, bad. someone on the phone for you as well. <laughs> oh, we're so busy here. <laughs> All right. So now we have some voicemail. Speaking of the phone, look at me with my segways. Oh, we have should open a dealership. DJ, yeah. hey guys, it's DJ. You know, black mage, whatever the fuck ever. Have you ever fucked up so bad you didn't know what to do? Um, yeah, I just love to hear you guys mock me on this subject, and uh, you know, rip me a new one. Although, I think I just gained a new one. Not sure. It's a whole thing with uh, casting time and everything. But whatever. Uh, get back to me. Thanks. Bye. Love y'all. Okay. Um, little little downer there. Little Debbie uh-huh. downer there. I don't know. I can't say that I've ever fucked up. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think, um, I don't know. You guys ever ever fuck up? Or ever mess anything up? Ever? <sighs> I usually just apologize to you. I, it's <laughs> now what I'm thinking is that it's only him. Like I don't make mistakes. I don't. I'm pretty sure you guys don't either. No. No. The closest I've come is you know I, I had a girl that I wanted to date, and when I tried to make love, she wanted me to wait. But that's a different situation altogether. Yeah, that's that's a whole. I don't know what those lyrics are. I'm. No. <laughs> we were doing that's great whole... with Mr. Brownstone the other day, but you yeah. asked me on that one. <laughs> Wait, Someone no, no, will no. get it, and they'll point it out to I you. I got it. I got it. I got it. Never mind. Never mind. Matt should get that one, too, actually. He should. You want to explain it to the rest of the class? No. Nope. Nope. 
Okay, so clearly my greatest mistake is not knowing what song that was. <laughs> clearly. It's a song you only discovered recently. <laughs> oh. And if I, if I tell you what it is, you'll start singing it. Girl, you got what I need. There, you, there go. you go. You got it. Well done. Well done. Oh, it's so good. All right, here's another one from DJ. Also, this is DJ again. Um, yeah, campfire pancakes, awesome. Fuck you guys. Late. Okay, this is the seventh or eighth time he's talked to us about peanut butter pancakes. I feel like. I mean, I, I feel like this is. I mean, it's an election year. People are hitting their subjects pretty hard and heavy. Is this a? Is this something like? Is there something on the ballot? Is there some kind of initiative about peanut butter pancakes? Like. Why does he? Keep... I just think it's impressive that this is where he wants to hang his flag. You yeah. know, like I, I guess this is the one I'm going. Like I will fight to the death to defend my right to eat peanut butter pancakes. Uh, and I got to tell you, I salute you. Yes. I, see, I, I don't know. Go ahead. I go with bacon pancakes myself. I I like yeah, bacon with pancakes, but I don't know about bacon in pancakes. I will send you the YouTube I'll clip. I'll try that at least once. Ah, very well. Just bacon have, pancakes. Have bacon, bacon pancakes. Six. Oh well, then I really would like to see that. Now the the Peter, it, it, like I said, he keeps hitting this so hard, like he wants us to, you know, vote for it or something. <laughs> we had a guy come to my house the other day, just mm -hmm. knocking on the door, which we never get, which is nice. Um, and he wanted he was a political canvasser, and at first I thought he was going to ask me about peanut butter pancakes, but thankfully he didn't. <laughs> now he he asked if I was voting, and I'm not going to get into who it was, but he he asked me to vote for someone, and I I'm good, I'm already voting for that guy. Okay. I figured he would leave, and then he kept pushing it. Well, what about this guy? Why don't you vote for the... God damn it, go... Look, I told you the right answer. Go away. Yeah, look, I win, okay? Yeah. Fucking... I'm already voting D for your Don't guy. you have Maybe other you people to talk to? This is a pretty big country. Yep. Nope, just you. I, I think DJ's getting kind of antsy, though, with his, with his fuck you at the end. You'd think we were Hitler or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he does have our phone number. That's true. Look, I don't want any of your bacon pancakes, all right? You're weird. They're not kosher. Oops, did I say that? Oh, how embarrassing. Boy, is my face red. I like that Hitler is basically Uter from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like a bite of my flavor stick? Please do not make me run. I am full of chocolate. Hey, that dictator's got bosoms. <laughs> you could almost say that we ate Uter. He's in our stomachs right now. Wait, forget that last one. All right. Oh, good. We got a couple here from from Pat. Oh, oh good. Pat. Hey, sarcastic boys. This is Pat McDonald. Um, and uh, typically Pat McDonald voicemail, but I am honestly asking you this question because this happened to me last night. Um, as an adult male, when was the last time you had a wet dream? Because I had one last night. And when I woke up, I was surprised and kind of ashamed and wondering if this is supposed to happen to a man in his late 20s or, you know, if this goes on and on, um, you know, into the 30s, 40s. Uh, and then I assume when you're 50, your dick just stops working. So uh, if you could answer that question for me, I'd appreciate it. Just, uh, you know, so I don't feel so weird and ashamed of myself. Um, take care. God bless. Yours in JC, Pat McDonald. I, every time I think we can't learn more about Pat and his penis, mm -hmm. he manages to find some new avenue that we haven't explored yet. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's been a couple of years. Uh, I don't have to tell you anything, <laughs> first of all. 
I will tell Pat that he should be ashamed. Well, <laughs> not for this though. Pat, he knows what he if did. You need to talk. <laughs> I will talk to. I will talk about your penis anytime you want. Uh, yeah, but do it off the show, would you? We've already we've already taken care of that. Ah, uh, fine. The only wet dream I've had recently is when I dreamt about fish police. <laughs> Uh, I just like making fish fish police police references. I don't, you know, there wasn't a joke there. I just like mentioning fish police. No, but that really did create a disturbing visual image. No, no, it wasn't sexual. It was wet because, you know. Yeah, no, no, but no. Oh, fish police. (laughs) This is better than cop rock, at least. (laughs) Nothing's better than cop rock. You bite your tongue. Wait, that's how you pierce your tongue. Well done, Pat. Mentioned You've helped us rock. answer. All right, and with that, I think this this new uh, retooling of the segment has gone swimmingly. <laughs> like fish police will yes. be nice. All right, Chris. Uh, you, got, you got anything you want to plug? Any? Uh... Oh, um, nothing presently. But you know, well. when I do, I will let you guys know. Please do. Um, we will be uh, having a, a joint buddy-buddy table again in Emerald City this year. So yep. uh, mm-hmm. take, if you come see us, uh, check out Chris. He'll be drawing and selling books and stuff. And yep. uh, mm-hmm. It turned out really well. We, we complimented each other nicely, I thought, because we were over there so. doing our goofy thing. And we do a podcast. Why don't you check out our art friend? And you say, hey, I do art. Check out my podcast yeah. friend. So that was, yeah. that was nice. Plus, I got to be entertained by Puppet Neil and Puppet Alan, and that's always yeah. good. Puppet oh, Neil yeah. has a life of his own, man. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that guy's going to say next. He's he's up on the shelf above me, and I'm just waiting. Really do need a puppet Amanda Palmer to go with him, though. He must be lonely in his puppetness. Yeah. I suppose that's true. I would need a totally naked puppet. Problem is that she doesn't pay her other puppets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but puppets just get paid in felt anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> that That's another deep callback. I'm, I'm digging up the well this week. <laughs> and with that, we are off. We're going to stop talking... Uh, now. This installment of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast featured Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Joe Keenley, Sabrina Snyder, and Amanda Smith with a special appearance by The Flecklings. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Gab Brown, Matt Robotham, and Amanda Smith. Visit SarcasticVoyage.com for show notes, alternate file formats, and related merchandise. Listener feedback can be sent to podcast at algar.com or to the show's voicemail, 206-973-3982. The Sarcastic Voyage podcast is a trademark of Algar Productions, copyright 2012. Hello, thank you for calling Burger King of Otisburg. This is Mike speaking. Why, yes, sir. This is 1986. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you for calling. What an odd thing to call about. Oh, well. Back to work. Uh, hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. How can I help you? Uh, yeah. Can I have your men's room key? Excuse me? I want to use your bathroom. Is there, like, a key or something? Uh, no, sir. It's a public restroom. You can just let yourself in. Alright, thanks, man. Oh, your girlfriend can't go in there with you, sir. We have separate facilities for ladies. Ah, she's just gonna stand outside the door and wait for me. Don't worry about it. Okay, then. Hello? Thank you for calling Bur- Why, yes, sir. It is sometime later. Thank you for asking. 
wonder why he keeps going here. Hey, Mike, did you send some guy with a big nose and glasses into the restroom? What? Oh, the guy with the weird coonskin cap? Sure, that was a while ago, though. Yeah, I think he's still in there. Could you go take a look? Sure. <laughs> oh my god, what happened in here? Get out of here, kid, it's still happening.